We have a few people who think that they have to move away to laugh. And Please that, laugh. Yeah, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> so it sounded like we were just doing stand-up and the guest was listening <laughs> and didn't find it funny at all. Um, so yeah, so don't worry about laughing. Don't worry about any of that. Um, swear, have fun, do whatever. It's all good. Sounds good. I used to do radio in college, so I've I've got a background here. Awesome, nice. Awesome. That'll work out just fine. Then uh, we then I take what yeah. I said back. We expect a lot from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you really shouldn't. I <laughs> I don't expect much from myself. <laughs> all right, you guys ready to do this? No, <laughs> I'm ready. It's been it's been a long, no. I'm not. <laughs> we can make it happen. We're good. <laughs> all right, so. Welcome to High and Dry Podcast, the only podcast where we do all of our own stunts. I'm your host, Ryan Barron North, drunk philosopher. With me, as always, James Crossland, resident high philosopher. What's going on, James? Hey, Ryan. Long time no see. Uh, we, we actually, you know, I'd love to share this with everyone, that since since things have opened up, since vaccinations have been, you know, the rates have been really good. We got to go do karaoke for Ryan's birthday the other weekend. Karaoke for the first time in a year. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Love me some karaoke. It's a good time. It's a very great time. Very nice getting out of the house for a minute. So that was pretty cool. And I I got a vacation coming up. This is the best like three week period ever. I'm happy for you. I don't. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And so joining us today as a fellow drunken philosopher, um, welcoming to the show, Garrett K. Jones. He's the author of the Archives of the Five Kingdoms book series. Uh, Garrett, my man, what's going on? How you doing? Thanks for being here. I'm doing great. I'm I'm just, you know, it's a nice, warm, sunny day here in the middle of California. And I'm I'm excited to be a part of the podcast. This is great. Oh, cool. Well, we're happy to have you. We're going to have some good times. We, uh, we have a fun question, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited for it. So this should be good. Um, and so we, tell us a little more about your uh, the Archives of the Five Kingdoms. So the, the actual title is The Archives of Isink Ran. Uh, Isink Ran literally means the Five Kingdoms. And it is a, uh, it's a, a fantasy series that I've been writing. I've got four books out currently. Mm. And I started working on this uh, about 20 years ago when I was living in Japan as an exchange student. Oh, wow. Uh, the characters were all developed as comic book characters that I created in high school. And I quickly learned that I am not as talented of an artist as I thought I would be to get into the comic industry, uh, <laughs> but I could spin a good yarn. So I decided I would turn my attentions to writing. And I haven't looked back since with one ex. Uh, exception in college during my, uh, my community college days, I had a writing teacher who just demolished me. Um, and I almost gave up, but I instead, uh, got revenge by removing the wheels from his bicycle while it was still chained. Oh, okay. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but, uh, you overcame and you got the four books out. So that's pretty cool. Yes, and I'm working on book five now. I'm going through edits. Okay, cool. Um, well, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. And again, so thanks for being on the show. Yeah. You're going to be joining me as a uh, drunk philosopher. And so as this goes, before we jump into our question, before we get this on, we got to get a little drunk and we got to get a little high. Um, so James, what are you smoking this week? Uh, this week, I've got a wonderful strain that I've heard a lot of good things about called GMO. 
and I just want to point out to anyone out there who thinks like GMO is bad, everything you eat's a GMO. Get over it. <laughs> it's just the name of a strain. Fucking deal. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. 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 Um, and so, uh, Garrett, you were coming on as a drunken philosopher. It's good not to be alone around here. Yep. Um, what are you going to be drinking today? Uh, I have a Long Island iced tea that I mixed up this afternoon uh, just because I thought it would be a nice, refreshing summer drink. Nice. Nice. All right. I mean, they'll knock you on your ass if you're not careful. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's good. Yep. Meanwhile, I'll be joining you guys. I have picked out... <sighs> Some Kilbrin single malt Irish whiskey, aged 10 years, according to the bottle. Um, triple distilled, apparently. Approved by Aaron O'Reilly. And that's how you know it's Irish. I think that's what they're going for there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's got the last name O'Reilly. Yeah. And therefore, they're very Irish. <laughs> well, it's either that or they own a car parts store. It was the founder of O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> With the delay, it's hard. It was, uh, um, he he would have, he got me in the past, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's Irish whiskey, age 10 years at a car parts store. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be very delicious. Let's pour them up, get them ready here. So this first one, there we go. This first one, of course, going out to Cher, Carl Urban, and our newest guest, Garrett. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Oh, wow. Mmm. Oh, there. <laughs> this one think, tastes uh, like a pine tree. Oh, good. <laughs> that one just tasted like battery acid. I, I think it's been sitting there a little too long. <laughs> it smells like battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. How's the Long Island iced tea? <clears throat> it is strong and refreshing, and I've been drinking it way too quickly. Oh, all right. Well, those, that's yeah. how the best questions come. Yeah, he, he was getting started. We yeah. we could we could see on on camera. We're all on camera together. We could see he he's been going. <laughs> he's been drinking that yes. drink. <laughs> we rightly ra- waited a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we, we waited a moment. <laughs> we knew that the shots were coming. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, that brings us into our second toast. This one today is going out to Flowing <laughs> Wells, Arizona. Flowing Wells, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you're still around. Hopefully, your wells have kept up. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> your climate change. Wells are flowing. Cheers. <sighs> yeah, they're probably doing a lot better than we are here in California. We're still in drought season. Oof. Yeah, yeah, no. At uh, and uh, but <coughs> the the golf courses and things still perfectly green grass. Right. Do you remember last year during the fires? I saw some pretty crazy scenes of people golfing with like fires like raging in the background. I was like, God damn it, <laughs> son of a <coughs> bitch! <laughs> All right, and now that brings us into our third toast. Garrett, what's it to? Uh, for the third toast, I just want to give a, uh, a shout out to all the wonderful authors and collaborators that I've been able to work with this year on my YouTube channel. I do author interviews and writing tips, and I've had uh, a great number of guests come on. A lot of them are indie authors like myself, and it's been fun to collaborate and work with them. So cheers. Awesome. Yeah, right. That is awesome. Solid toast. 
Yeah. Cheers. Here's to them. Cheers. Ah, so all I've had to eat today is M&M's. Perfect. Yeah. This is a healthy way to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should I, should I, should we sit down and talk like not on the radio once in a while? Or? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I'm surviving. <laughs> There's a lot of calories in those. Yeah. You could right. live years off of M&M's if you really want. Are they the ones with the peanuts? You yeah, there's protein? Peanut, yeah, there's peanuts oh, in there. Oh, you got protein then. You're fine. Yeah, we're fine. There's no worries. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. So we're a little drunk. We're a little high. Everything's all right. I feel great. <laughs> 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 it's time to jump into our question. So the question I have for you guys today, we decided to go the the more fun route with it i i'm excited for this one i haven't considered it at all so we'll just kind of go off the cuff fueled by kilburn carpart whiskey (laughs) um the question i have for you guys today aged 18 months in a carburetor (laughs) tastes like it too (laughs) so the question i have for you guys today is if you could take on the life or if you could become any fictional character um, I think this is fitting being that, you know, we brought, you know, authors and things on the show. Um, yeah. If you could take over the life of a fictional character, any fiction, whatever you want, who would it be? <coughs> Shit. <laughs> that Kilburn. <laughs> Came out. How good was it the second time around? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kilburn's coming hard. So taking the life of any fictional character, guests first, Garrett, what fictional character would you take the life of? Well, uh, in respect to the Irish whiskey, I would say I would want to avoid any character ever played by Sean Bean. For sure. Oh, my God. What a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a question I've actually often thought about. Uh, I mean, because growing up as a kid, I always wanted to, you know, live some kind of life of adventure. I got really into comic books as a kid and adventure movies and stuff like that. Um, Indiana Jones was always always one of my heroes now, either him or han solo because well one you're harrison ford two solid. you you've got a solid reputation for you know getting into scrapes and then you know getting out of them pretty easily you're you know especially indiana jones who's you know quick on his feet and his he's got some really good reflexes and he's intelligent he does fail upward sometimes he does yeah <laughs> he does I think the greatest example of him failing upwards has got to be by far the um, the refrigerator scene from the beginning of the atrocious fourth movie. But it was oh, it was like uh, I mean he should have been scene. dead. You just you 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 know how to draw in the audience because there's so many people out there who are just like oh that fucking scene I can't believe you brought that scene up either either really happy about it or really like immediately angry. <laughs> That's not how nuclear explosions work. <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Boy. It's not. Um, but uh, but I, it's a. But it's it's a nice superpower to have. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it just I I I like the idea of being able to go on adventures. He he studies history. He studies uh, archaeology. He he gets this. He gets to look at these ancient wonders of the world, and you know he gets to travel across borders. Uh, and just have these wonderful, marvelous adventures and, you know, punch the daylights out of Nazis. So there's, I mean, who, 
you know, there's nothing. What more can a man ask that. for? Yeah, that's true. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, uh, nothing cha- like I could be, I mean, like I could be late to work or like a tire pops, you know, I'm having the worst day of my life, but if I get to punch a Nazi, it yeah. just picks me right back up. Yeah. Punching a Nazi. There's nothing wrong with punching a Nazi. Uh, everybody should be. I think everybody, I think we should have punch kids. a Nazi day. Yeah. We should have kids lining up to learn how to punch Nazis when they're, <laughs> when they're old enough to have that level of coordination. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even think even when they're old enough. I mean, it's like when, so I, just the other day, um, I had brought my girlfriend's son to a, a picnic thing and there was a dunk tank and he's trying to throw the ball at the little dunk tank and he no. just doesn't have the power for yeah. it. So I hit it like after he threw the ball, I hit it. Uh-huh. So after he punches the Nazi, I'll just fucking elbow him in the nose. And- yeah. You don't throw the ball at the plunger. You throw the ball at the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i mean i've I've thought about i've thought about other characters other characters i you know they seem to be like they would be cool like i mean who wouldn't want to be batman because of the you know you get to play with the cool toys and the awesome car but then you've got the you've got that uh drawback of in order to be batman your parents have to be dead um or you know Wolverine's another comic book favorite of mine. Draw, if you're Wolverine, one person's drawback is another person's superpower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, and I. Uh, so just you bringing up Indiana Jones like that. Um, I think I went into. So I, I have a degree in anthropology, and I branch off into archaeology. And I think deep down, it was always because I wanted to fight Nazis from a moving train and. Indiana you know, that's Jones, yeah. that's the, the schooling I need for that. There was lots of Indiana Jones inspired a lot of people to learn about places other than America, which yeah. is super cool. I mean, there is some problems with it belongs in a museum instead of it belongs in the hands of the people whose <laughs> culture it belongs to. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but he does get to punch Nazis a lot. Yeah. He was learning. He, he was he was a progressive uh, <laughs> he went for his time. Quite progressive. <laughs> you know, it, this is one of those those topics. You know, which fictional character um, would you be if you could? It's it's the way I look at it is, you know, there's always going to be some something you're going to lose and something you're going to gain. And you know, with yeah. any superhero character, you're thinking of well, cool. I've got these access to these really cool powers or these really cool adventures or this awesome suit and technology, but there's something you have in order to be that person, you have to go through and lose whatever it is that they've lost in order. There, there's a trade-off because you're not, because you, you're, if you're living mm. a day in their life, you're going to have to experience things as they experience them. Yeah. See, and you just tapped into the secret theme of high and dry. Yeah. Cause we ask questions like these, like what, what would you do differently or things like that? And, the, the secret answer behind high and dry is, well, I'm not going to take any of them. I'm going to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I have to uh, – there is a trade-off. No matter what, everything is a double-edged sword. Be grateful for what you got. Try to try to grow and be healthy. And don't, don't try to spread too far. <laughs> that's – yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, but that's not what the listeners came here for. So, James... No, of course not. Yeah, so James, fictional character, who the fuck are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to be uh, a Marky Mark's character from Boogie Nights. 
<laughs> uh, he just had it made. <laughs> no. He just wants the abs. Yeah, it's the abs. It's the abs. All these sex with these women I don't want to have, but I got to because it's my job. <laughs> Someone's got to please the women of South Boston. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, man. I had all that time to think about it. I gave this, I, I gave this thought. This question, no thought at all. It's interesting that all the people that are most interesting have had some deep trauma, right? That's yeah. the thing is that is that they've all had. That's how we're able to have this podcast. Yeah, that's right. I have also had some deep trauma, but very different deep trauma. I wonder. I now that now that you said that, Garrett, I definitely am thinking about what trauma I'm inheriting from from the characters I'm thinking of. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have anyone before 2008, they were just fucking toxic masculinity sociopaths. And, you know, it's... I, I have an answer. I have not that class traitor from the Paw Patrol. Tell me it's not him. <laughs> I just want to be a dog and chew my ass all day, please. And be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have power over others while I do nothing. <laughs> so I think that I would be michael from the good place i don't know if i i I bet some of our listeners out there have seen the good place but the good the good place is a television show where there's a bunch of humans who are in hell but it's made to look like a heaven but this heaven seems to have all these drawbacks and then they like, they don't know that they're in the bad place and being tortured. It's like a big reveal at the end of season one, but the show goes on for three more fucking seasons. And Michael started out as a demon, but he became something else in the process. He like had a really long growth story arc into like, uh, you know, self-awareness and like the realization that he's like infantile in the scope of the universe and, and this whole great arc. And at the end he gets to become human. That's like the ultimate goal is that it is eventually to be happy to be human. That would be, that would, that's the eventual conclusion I want is to be happy and grateful for this Mm. opportunity to be a human. I feel like that would be an amazing story arc. And I'd really, it, it, it would lead to this feeling of contentness in the end. That is unbeatable. That's like all I want in the world is like this ultimate feeling of contentedness. I don't yeah. know if I'm just under a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing about the good place is they created a hell that I would prefer to yeah. a heaven. Yeah, like for sure. They they made it very inch dynamic, right? Yeah, like I get to keep my sense of self and who I am. And grow, actually. And I get to grow and learn and everything like that. And, um, you know, and just, I mean, just if, if I, I don't remember that portion of the good place, if they go to the, you know, the Catholic heaven at the end where they've just lost any sense of self and they're just happy worshiping God. No, it's not like a god at the end. They're just like they just they have eternity, and their brains turn to mush because there's nothing at stake anymore. There's there they once you experience everything, what else is there to experience? And they just they just became like happiness pumps. They became happiness zombies, and they were just kind of like they lost all sense of themselves. That's what heaven was like. That's trippy. I got. I stopped watching halfway through season three, so I'm 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 behind by a whole season and a half. 
it is it is super interesting they do eventually get there and there is eventually that's not the resolution the resolution isn't just that they lose their minds which would be like a cool ending to the show if they were like that's it y'all get to lose your minds now (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 wait. you get to be happy to zombies enjoy (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go do this again this is my job interesting that's a that's a solid pick um and then, uh, so for me, if I had to pick any fictional character, I would, and, and this is, you know, of course, the problem with the way we do this is that jumping into the next person who's, I've had no time to think about this. I haven't thought about this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just my, my drunken whiskey filled mind is telling me Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> But you never actually get to have sex because that all happens off camera. That's just, yeah, we had sex. It's implied. (laughs) It's the implication of sex with everyone. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not not talking about that, Lucifer. You're talking about the comic Lucifer. No, I was talking about the biblical one. Oh, the biblical (laughs) Lucifer. Truly. Um. We both picked people who weren't people. They weren't even human. <laughs> Not even human. Um, so, I, like, I think I might be, uh, now, now that I'm kind of going into it, I think that I would want to be the devil. <laughs> um, but no, I would want to be the, I mean, I guess more the biblical New Age one that, you know, expands on the canon. The light bringer. Yeah, the light bringer. And, you know, I created all the stars and. I did all those things and I have my own kingdom because I rebelled against, you know, utter um, control and mistreatment. People say you got exiled, but you carved out a kingdom that once all belonged to God. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd, if I had to pick a fictional character, I would be the biblical new age Lucifer, Mm -hmm. you know, who got to tell his own story a little bit. You know, I carved out my own kingdom that once belonged to the one guy. You know, and I, the whole thing started because I wanted to give, you know, free will and thought and I believe in freedom and I, you know, and yeah. I wanted to step away from the way I'm being controlled and everything like that. I'm powerful as fuck and sexy as hell. Um, <laughs> what else can you ask for? What else can I ask and for? You, a punching Nazis. That's not in your. Oh, well, I mean, I don't I know. Could. You could, but it's not in your canon. Well, it's not so it's not so apparent. Yeah. Well, we'll get what were you saying? I, I did my master's oh. degree in, in biblical studies. Uh, and it's funny that you bring this up because w- uh, you're referencing two different versions of Lucifer. You're, you're referencing a biblical version, but then you're referencing a new age version. The new age version is more in line with yeah. what we know of in pop culture. Uh, and a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation. When you go back to looking at uh, the, the biblical origins, especially in the old Testament, and you're looking at that and reading through it in Hebrew, Lucifer or Satan, which the, the Hebrew word Satan means the enemy or the accuser uh-huh. or the adversary. Um, and so there are times where the, the word Satan, uh, which in Hebrew is Hasatan, the Satan, um, it actually can be used in a generic term, not necessarily in a spiritual way, but it also is used in a spiritual way. So it way. could have been a more and historical context. Of, well, it could be used, it, it, it can be used in a social context um, in reference to anyone ah, who is okay. opposing you. 
Um, so because it, it could be fear because it can be looked at in terms wow. of actually so it could have just term. been the opponent um, this whole uh, time like they could have had like an election and he would have still been called satan because he was the <laughs> opponent <laughs> right where pop culture tends to get it wrong uh, especially when looking at it through the old testament lens is that uh, lucifer doesn't uh-huh. carve out this kingdom he he does rebel yes um but from the very beginning he's been in rebellion towards god and everything that god had set in place bonus (laughs) well yes and no it's not that he's trying to get people to think for themselves and have this free will what he's actually trying to do is he is the epitome of misery in in that uh what we think of as as his kingdom hell is not a kingdom it's his prison for all of eternity and he and right now uh, until that point uh, you know, he is existent in the earthly realm, trying to uh, have as much company come with him as possible because of misery. Yeah. So not that one. Well, uh, you, so, you, yeah, so or only that one or and I mean, not the so, enjoyable part. Well, I think that either way, I'm going to have a great time. Um, <laughs> great story arc. Either way. <laughs> either way, I got a story arc coming. Um, and there's the, like, even if uh, so first horned half-naked devil women all over the place i'm good to go yeah and that's happening either way um and you don't I, mind making them miserable if that's their fate <laughs> that was, that's what we're doing um and then you know it, but then either way in both versions of it when you you got that i'm, I'm going to be coming to the because all powerful omniscient all those sort of things it's uh-huh. a uh, it's a plot hole yeah um because if you're all powerful, why are you making these bad things happen? And then I'd be like, look, dad, don't give me that mysterious ways bullshit. I ain't interested. <laughs> and then he's like, you're going down to where all the naked devil women are. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wait, you're saying if I rebel, I can go down to where all the bad people are. <laughs> where we were going to play blackjack and drink and all that. Okay. The new agey version. We <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah. So I'm going with the new agey version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so that yeah so there's my final answer if i had to take over the and, fun devil yeah i'm gonna be the fun devil <laughs> we're gonna have a good time <laughs> so i'm gonna change my answer i want to be james franco from alien covenant where he just burns alive for 30 seconds and then he gets to skip the rest of that <laughs> i want to be james franco in pineapple express <laughs> boom perfect <laughs> nailed it is that your final thought yep that's it all right cool so with that it's time to move on to the second part of our podcast we got a good fist fight for you but before we do that it's time to get a little more drunk and it's time to get a little more high so here we go loading up the shot glass i'm going in with this fucking kill Bryn. i'm 100 sure that this has just been airing out and i'm just killing myself well listen no no need to complain about it (laughs) our listeners don't want to hear you complain they want to hear you drink (laughs) i guess that's true (laughs) wait how much i got left in there all right let me see if i could really fill this guy up i want to get rid of the kilbrin Uh, look at that you did it bam all right so there we go the kilbrin is going to be gone after this and that is that is a deep shot that is filling up the entire high and dry podcast shot glass which you can get if you participate in our tournament or on, Patreon or Patreon. Yeah. 
So cheers. Um, this one is going out to James. Who's it's going out to? This one's going out to our fighters today. James Bond and... Oh, Annabelle. Oh, shit. All right. He got it with very little remembrance. <laughs> wow, that's the closest he's ever gotten. That's the closest I've ever been. So cheers. I, I'm holding this shot glass while I'm waiting for you to tell the characters, and I just smell... It's it's just sm- it smells gassing. like rubbing alcohol, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just off-gassing. All right, cheers. Here's to Annabelle, and here's to James Bond. Cheers. Mm. You know, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I... I was going to say, I should have made a Vesper martini for this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, opportunity missed. opportunity. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, dude, that sounds really good. It does. Although I don't have I don't have any uh, gin, vodka, or... Well, I had the gin and vodka. Yeah, it's not even made anymore. Because that stuff's hard to come by. No, they yeah. have to use yeah. uh, Lillet Blanc. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, James Bond stuff for you nerds out there. <laughs> nerds, all right. <laughs> all right, so it's actually I've actually had it twice in the last year that I've um, oh, yeah? that martini. No, I love it. Oh yeah, it's, it's a great martini. We've, I, I mean, I everyone ordered that martini because they were like, "Ah, oh, Daniel Craig's so fucking cool." <laughs> yeah, Daniel Craig, he made uh, he made Bond sexy again. He did, and you know, it's interesting that James Bond is like a more problematic version. Of Garrett's choice of Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's like yeah. a much more problematic. Well, well, and I think that's going to come up in the fight. And I think that's only happening because the newer audience ex- like demanded Skyfall. And they wanted a lot less of fucking Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Um, well, so, or Sean Connery, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the new Bond doesn't slap enough women. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was some. There's some times where you're watching that and like, ooh, that's problematic. But anyway, um, so here we go. We're moving into the fist fight. So how this works? High and Dry Podcast has this broken down into a three round method that is completely undisputable. The philosophers themselves cannot un- dispute it once it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. So round one, we've entered a Gen X bar and the two characters take off their shirts, shoes, and belts and just beat each other to death. <laughs> um, and we watch that happen. We watch this this doll wrap herself up <laughs> for the fight. Comes out in a row with her curls. <laughs> fucking blank stare. <laughs> You're sent from Goldfinger. <laughs> um, so and then round two, we now zoom out into a city view where these two characters have 24 hours to kill the other one. And I'm realizing how ridiculous this is going to be. <laughs> she, Annabelle gets a letter at her dollhouse. <laughs> well, it's going to be inside the Warren's glass case. So like Ed will come in and slap the letter on there. And- what the fuck is this about, doll? <laughs> And she's got to go kill Bond. And then <laughs> round three is the same thing as round two, except now they get to bring a friend. God. And and that'll be even more ridiculous. Um, so this oh, is yeah. a good cooldown oh, one. This is going to be good. It's so good fight. we've just entered into the Gen X bar. We've been brought downstairs into the basement. We've gotten that shady nod from the bartender who knows what's going down downstairs. What in the hell is a Gen X bar? <laughs> the one in Fight Club. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've just gone down the stairs. Um, Brad Pitt is explaining the rules. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Cher and Carl Urban have been escorted upstairs. Explain, to the- explaining the rules. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Sharon Carl Urban have just been seated in the box seats. The high and dry philosophers after that 
and we're getting ready to watch the two of these people beat the fuck out of each other. So Annabelle has been tossed in the corner. Uh, (laughs) Sean Connery's confused. I'm going to slap those curls off you. (laughs) Uh, She may be a dancer, but she ain't no lady. Um, and so this episode is going to be just loaded with fucking Sean Connery quotes. But anyway, um, so Annabelle the doll is tossed in the corner. Uh, Sean Connery, I guess, because that's the strongest version of Bond, is, is taking his shirt off and they're getting ready to fight. So guests first. Who do you think of when you think Bond? I think Daniel Craig. I totally think Sean Connery. Um, well, but I know that the strongest version of Bond was definitely Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, well, yes and no. Physically stronger, I would say Craig. But uh, as far as personality wise, yes, definitely. Yeah, Connery. and just the, the, the as far as the items that he could bring to the table. The theme of the movie was that he could do literally anything. Yeah. Uh, so that he, so he can, he gets that theme. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think we're we're looking here at a thirty-year-old Sean Connery James Bond. <laughs> Fighting Annabelle the doll. Um, I think that's what we get. I think that's what we get. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. So guests first. Although in this one, physically, we should do physically. We should make this one. We should give Daniel Craig the round that he's best at, which is a, as a physical James Bond, right? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it is. Well, we'll, we'll let's, let's, let's talk it out. Okay. So why, why don't we merge the two? No, no. Yeah. Well, 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 let's figure okay. it out. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, so guests first, Garrett, what do you think happens? We're watching these characters. They're getting ready to just punch each other to death. Well, for one, you've got a, a super spy with a literal license to kill and you have a literal fucking doll. (laughs) Um, I mean, sure. It's, it's tethered to a, it's, it's the tether for a demon coming into this world, but the doll itself is for the most part, pretty flaccid. Um, much like Timothy Dalton's James Bond. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I love Timothy Dalton in, in uh, Hot Fuzz, though. What, what, like, I'm, oh, oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. If we if we had um, to have Timothy Dalton James Bond to get Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz, I'm, I'm all for I'm it. Accepting it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that would be an interesting round because it would be you know for the greater good. Anyway, um, solid pull. Per- personally, I, I I think in this round i mean being the fact that james bond is a scrapper he knows how to fight he knows how to handle himself and it's a fucking doll <laughs> and i mean i mean the man's got a a, a laser on his damn wristwatch mm-hmm. all he has to do so is set the doll on he fire. doesn't get the he yeah, doesn't get he did any, take that off brad pitt is very thorough and he searched every crevasse he doesn't get any gadgets he has to slap fight her <laughs> because that's how if we if we go with if we do go with sean connery he only knows how to slap fight <laughs> and do wild haymakers okay okay then since you've hamstrung me on this one um daniel craig well, does not a fight though yeah <laughs> yeah well then i would have to say he would use his his greatest asset at his disposal which is He's gonna fuck he that would doll. Probably, <laughs> probably. He's gonna fuck that doll. Probably. I mean, it's this, it's it's a woman. <laughs> it's woman like <laughs> enough enough that he can do that. He's gonna fuck that doll. So <laughs> that would probably be the uh, that would probably be the fastest submission, but at the same time. 
more than likely um he'd probably just like get a bunch of splinters to death. <laughs> yeah well it's, it's a porcelain oh, it's doll porcelain. So, I mean, okay i didn't know yeah so yeah, so the majority of the of the doll, I mean, you fracture the face, it's gone. So okay. is does well, this then, doll get destroyed at any point? So no, we've never seen no. it destroyed, and and it's it's like integral to the series itself. Does and anyone try to destroy it? So they're they're no. What the um, what the fuck? So, so the closest we have, the closest um, statistical data that we can pull was from the haunted house series, you know, featuring the Wayans. Um, and in that, we saw that when he fucked that doll, he tried to destroy it many times to preserve his marriage, and she kept coming back. Okay. Um, so here's yeah. the thing I think. So, But does the doll actually, is it destroyed in that instance? Yeah, for a moment. Yeah, which and yeah, Bond only has to pull it off once. Bond only has to incapacitate it so that it can no longer fight once. Can the demon... Is the demon able to keep James Bond away from the doll? Is the question. Is the demon able well, to exert itself? And that's the that's the thing. If you go back to the to the the Annabelle films, which there's three of them, um, the the doll actually the the demon that's tethered to the doll actually uses other people uh, to at its disposal. It influences other people to do its dirty hmm. work without actually physically doing it itself. And at the end of the third film, they finally lock it away in this old wooden mm. box mm. and everything stops. Okay. So, so it seems like because no one else is available in the ring, essentially <coughs> this basement is an empty, empty space where only the two combatants exist. Yeah. And uh, so what I, what I think the conclusion that we've come to is that the demon can't, has no one to exert its power over. Yeah. And therefore, it is impotent in this round, essentially. And so you would just see again, him. much like Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, that one scene where they showed his flaccid penis—that <laughs> was uh, Wait. that was intense as a child. Um, um, well, what I see happening here, um, and and this is my opinion, I think that the demon of Annabelle. Uh-huh. Is going to possess Tyler Durden. Um, he's going to rush up. Cher is then going to say that that is illegal, and she's going to kill us all. Um, <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to make a decision. That's and, great. And Sean Connery will just be standing there going, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it to James Bond. Um, Fair. So then, final uh, vote. Uh, what happens? Final I vote. We, I think. Yeah, we're I, th- I think we're all in agreement that Bond's going to take it. Um, yeah. Are we good with that? I'm I'm totally all right. right. So round one has gone to James Bond, which moves us into round two. These characters. Pony Express delivers a letter to the house that Annabelle lives in. <laughs> so um, they've all received a. Uh, well, so me as the fictional Lucifer comes and I'm like, yo, bro, I see you control Annabelle. You got to fight tonight with um, James Bond. It's for my podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah i'm on it networking Um, yeah i'm networking i'm networking and and so the two characters now know that they have 24 hours to slay each other Uh um for james bond q comes on and he's yeah (laughs) he doesn't even get q (laughs) yeah Yeah. so he (laughs) just he's yeah so anyway he he gets a coded message and he's like well i guess i have to do that (laughs) so here we are the characters have 24 hours guests first garrett what goes down what happens 
Well, let's see. Um, in 24 hours, so Bond would have to be flying to the United States from He's already here. The UK. He's already here for whatever reason. Okay, he's already yeah. here. Um, They're nearby each other. Which means he's... He, James Bond was fucking someone the in the same city. Shandra <laughs> 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 um, So, yeah, more than likely he's, he's being, uh, he's being uh, observed by the CIA and NSA simultaneously. They don't even know it. Um, more than likely, he would probably be using whatever, whatever tactical advantage he has to figure out what's, what he's going to be needing to do to, to kill this thing. It is a demon. So, um, I mean, sure enough, if he, if he does his research well enough, or at least, you know, his buddies back at MI6 do their research and relay the information to him, all he has to do is find that box, put Annabelle into said box, and everything is done. Somewhere. That is true. That um, is true. I mean, it was a middle-aged married couple to manage to do it the first time. Well, James, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so here's the problem. James Bond's body count is, like, way higher than Annabelle's body count. Easily. <laughs> like, like the body count is, like, a thousand <laughs> times higher for James Bond. How I don't think people- Annabelle's killed anybody. Has any... Has, has, not not directly has how many people not, has she inspired to murder another person how many people um it's, can you count it's it on one hand just like a handful yeah probably <laughs> all right well James because Bond. the original because the original the original film from 2014 had a a uh couple and it was the name of uh like annabelle was actually the name of one of these two murderers oh, yeah. that killed uh, a family and then they went to the next door neighbors who are the main characters. Um, and it's her, it's part of her spirit that is uh, affected by the doll. Okay. So, so, yeah. so it's kind of like, it's not, not exactly Chucky, but not exactly not. not so, yeah, just the demons getting in on that action. So, so what I'm hearing is that dozens, possibly of people, this, yeah. this spirit possibly dozens, Whereas James Bond has blown up like industrial factories, infinitely full, more ruthless, full of people and like moon bases full of people and shit. Like he underwater places, he's killed hundreds of people at a time Gla- in more glaciers and ice. Yeah, in, in places that I can't even remember, he's killed hundreds yeah. of people and off and, and queen. skied down a mountain and was like, "I'm so fucking cool." <laughs> He surfed the tidal wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if Annabelle's actually cut out for this final. The demon's going, what the? What the shit is going on well, here? And, well, here, here's the question. For this round, does he get any equipment? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. All he has to do is call in an airstrike, lays the target. He boom. wouldn't do that, though. He'd do it himself. <laughs> he, he could. He could, Dude, but James Bond would, would not Which do might that. be his weakness. <laughs> But but my thought is, I just don't think Annabelle like has the the uh, the insurmountable nature of the theme that James Bond James Bond brings to the table. Annabelle um, is often surmounted; she's placed in a box, yeah, by by a, by a sweet Christian couple <laughs> <laughs> who who are just who are like, oh my god, what's going on? Figuring it out as they go along. And James Bond is like, I have a gun. <laughs> I know how to shoot things. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, 
I have a wristwatch that shoots yeah. a laser. Um, <laughs> then I, I would definitely, for my side of it, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm going Bond. <laughs> I'm going Bond here. Um, I, I don't know why people are so scared of this doll. Like I, I never got into the movies. I don't, know, well, I don't get it. <laughs> if, if, um, I, I can speak from experience, James, when I say that I know exactly what it's like to be terrified of a doll. My mom has this, this like two and a half foot tall Santa Claus doll from the 1950s. Plast- plastic hands, plastic face, and beard, and the 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 blue paint that was used for the eyes has faded over time. So it's just milky so it white. These, li- these no, no, no. It has these like there's a little blue left, and it's the like these really sinister blue dots just staring at you, piercing like and- crystalline cracked eyes. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely the thing is absolutely terrifying yeah. because she sets it out at Christmas time every year like clockwork she's i mean she's had this thing since she was a little kid and and because the eyes one, because the eyes were fading away it kind of looked like its eyes were following you right because it always looked like light the, was the damn thing looks like a possessed gnome <laughs> well and, and, i mean bond is a sociopath so he doesn't give a fuck. he doesn't give a shit <laughs> no no but i can understand why people are afraid of a creepy yeah. I, I guess that's okay. true because well if i'm hearing correctly i think we've all voted bond yeah I, All right. I think that that was pretty simple. You know, when we went into this, I was like, Bond is going up against like a demon. But I forgot how what kind of demon this demon is. Yeah. It's not it's not like a if if anyone played like the uh, Dragon Age series, they had like different types of demons that I really enjoyed, like representative yeah. of different of the cardinal sins. Yeah. And and this demon's kind of like a pride or or something that's more emotional kind of demon. Yeah. Not like one that physically exerts itself upon mm. the world. It 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 emotionally and psychologically in, inserts itself in other people. It's not directly effective of the world and therefore it is weak against the master of the physical realm, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh yeah. No. So, we're good. So <laughs> round two goes to bond. And so this is a high and dry first where two times in a row we haven't had to do go around to a vote. It's just been unanimous. So for that, if you if you guys want to join me, I'm going to have one more shot. James, you want to have one more dab? I will do it. I'm going to put marijuana in my face. Garrett, you down? Yep, I'm down. Let's do it. So here is to James Bond and Annabelle giving us a high and dry first. Cheers. 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 So I'd be afraid in some kind of different theme in, in just the theme of our world versus Annabelle's world, Annabelle's Annabelle's world seems worse. I mean, just like, because there's a demon and, and so it could happen that you run into this demon and inspire someone to murder you out of the blue, which would suck. But it would suck more to be like a blue collar worker in a non United States country in James Bond's world. Oh at, yeah, you're just gonna get any- shot by the fucking imperialist Englishman running through. Yeah, <laughs> no matter where you go, you're not safe. Eastern Europe, fucking Latin America. Uh, I recognize Asia. that sense of style. I should probably run. <laughs> no, for sure. It it would also it would also suck to be a a beautiful woman in James Bond. Oh God. Yeah. You're a victim. Then at that point, either you are, uh, being somehow caught up in the adventure, either as the girlfriend of the villain, as was the case of, uh, the blonde, the random blonde chick that Lashif was 
dating in Casino Royale or, you know, you're Rosamund Pike and you decide to do a sword fight against Halle Berry. Mistake. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you're right. Not a good place for women. Yeah. Well, would I, I will give it no. to the Daniel Craig Bond. And I know he got a lot of shit. You know I mean? Just like. I liked Skyfall a lot. I think Skyfall he was, was, was amazing. I, but I, I, the thing. Oh, yeah, the, it was. The thing that I, I mean. The, so you had Casino Royale, which was like fucking amazing. It was like, all right, we're undoing all the bullshit that had come through the 90s. Um, you had the second one after that, um, the Quantum of Solace, which was, mm-hmm. yeah. but then it came back with Skyfall, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I think that what they did there was just they brought Bond into. The, it was the first time I ever saw someone successfully bring an old character into the modern zeitgeist and yeah. make it work. And yeah. and it's a shame. I think Quantum of Solace was just a little early because they yeah. talked about like something really serious, which is like water rights in third world in, yeah. in, in the developing world. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's like a really serious issue. I wish they would have paid more. I wish yeah. more people would have accepted that. I hated, I didn't like the movie. I don't remember the movie, but, I, but like that thing about water rights, I was like, uh, I gotta go look that up. Are yeah. you, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it was def- and the, the, the interesting thing is a lot of people gave quantum of solace crap. I actually, I, I liked it. And the reason for it is because considering the fact that it was a very short, like not, not even a full novella that Ian Fleming wrote <laughs> as just kind of a, a catch up for everything that happened at the end of, of casino Royale. Cause like quantum actually serves as the, ep, the true epilogue for quantum of solace or for a uh, casino yeah. Royale. No. And, and, yeah. And so what they did with such a short story and turning it into the length of film that they did was pretty good. Um, and I, what I, what I really appreciated about it is uh, you uh, with um, Olga Kurilenko's character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, um, but she uh, has this really in- impressive arc um, as, as a tech quote unquote bond girl that um, she's not necessarily just, you know, wooed by Bond. She's not victimized by anything that Bond specifically does. Uh, and, and nor is she just some, you know, one-off character who really has no purpose being there. She's, she's actually there because one of the, the secondary antagonists, you know, did something horrible to her as a child, traumatized yes. her, going back to the idea of childhood trauma, and she's able to get it that tackled closure. a lot of big topics exactly, and and, and people did. didn't like that. Well, and which was, which was weird. <laughs> I don't but, like making. And, I don't like it when you make me think. <laughs> and it's such an unpopular opinion still amongst the, well, I guess the Boomer Brown crowd. Um, Craig is my favorite Bond, and it breaks my yeah. heart that he hates the role. He's had such a terrible time with it. Um, I I and because you you try and watch a Connery Bond. And he'll do some shit, and you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Yo, my so, yo, uh, no, my my wife's mother, uh, she travels a lot, but she stays with us frequently as her like home base. Uh, she's retired, and she like got a huge pension, so she travels all the time. Uh, but when she's here, like she watches old movies and shit. She was watching an old James Bond, and I was like what the fuck i was like he was sent to protect this woman and he was like i'm going to have sex with you now yeah <laughs> and and she's just eventually subdued by the ultimate yeah. manliness of what he brings to the yeah table. like tried to slap him and then he grabs her hand and then they kiss yeah like uh 
what the fuck are you watching? And that's the the interesting thing. That's what our fathers were taught. And then they tried to pull that shit on us and was like, yo, this is not how people appropriate. Yeah, what the Um, fuck is going on? And and so I, and that's why I've been so happy about Daniel Craig. I'm thrilled that we have one more from Daniel Craig coming. uh And I would love, I would love Idris Elba also. Oh, I would have. It's a shame that, that, and he said he's not doing it. He's just, he's done. That's fucking lame. Because he would have been a great James Bond. Amazing. He could have brought, he he could have really. The only problem is soon as he stepped into Russia, you'd know that he was the American spy (laughs) or the English spy. (laughs) That is Uh, true. You can't blend into any of those evil areas. Not saying that Russia's evil, but you know what I'm talking about within the, within the Bond canon. Yeah. Soviets are bad. Yeah. Um, well, so. Well, um, the other thing to think about, though, is if you go back to the original books, a lot of the things that you see in the films are actually taken as creative license that while Ian Fleming may have been like, OK, whatever uh, about they weren't actually in the films like the, the the thing about him, you know, slapping that one character you know, or however many characters, um, you know, in the old Bond films that wasn't actually part of what happened in the storytelling in the, in, in the actual books. The books were a little bit more, um, they weren't as, as cut and dry uh-huh. as like the, as the, uh, Oh, the writing, the John, the writing has more depth than the movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, without I mean, a doubt. I, I, that's always the case. I, I, <laughs> that is always the case. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you have to understand, like, especially when it comes to, to filmmaking, filmmaking is a product of its time. Um, and so, you know, who the, the, and the filmmakers, a lot of the filmmakers behind the bond films weren't even American. They were, they were from Europe, from whatever country James Bond was fighting is where they were from. Well, well, here's what we're going to do. Sometimes here's what we're going to do. So I would like to do one more for Daniel Craig and finally bringing bond to the 20th century. Um, and then we're going to, because we are running out of time, we're going to do this fast and hard. We got a third round to do. But here, real quick, is to Daniel Craig and the new version of James Bond. Cheers. Cheers. Wait, we already did an extra shot. Oh, my God. I dude. know. Okay, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. So round three, so, real quick, just for the books, if if it was to happen, it doesn't have to happen. James Bond won. Who gives a shit? But we're going to do it anyway. What do you think happens? Yeah. So in round three, they get to bring a friend. Um, so guests first, Garrett, who do they bring? What happens? What's your vote? Or wrap it up fast. Um, let's see. Annabelle being, a, being tethered to a demon would probably bring, um, a, a stronger demon that can take corporeal form on the earthly plane. Uh, that having been said, being British, James Bond would contact another fellow Brit this one being one John Constantine, <laughs> who was notorious for banishing demons. That's a strong pull. Strong pull. Okay, wow. And your vote going towards who would win that one? Oh, Bond and, and John Constantine. My 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 other idea instead of John Constantine would have been Raymond Stans from the. Oh, dude, that is a, both of those are solid. I I don't know if he can reach them though. If we had to pick within the James Bond universe, I would say. <clears throat> that's how we usually try to restrict it is to the same universe oh. unless they unless one of their powers is interdimensional travel well i mean well well so james what are your thoughts um, so my thoughts are he would bring he would bring q for because q always has a thing that solves the thing 
right? Yeah. He always has the solution. Yeah. Um, and then he gives James Bond the solution, and James Bond uses the solution. Um, uh, I would say he'd probably bring Q, and then Annabelle would bring Ryan's Lucifer. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> bring a Ryan Bossa. <laughs> and then and then y'all can duke it out okay at that point it would just be turning into uh who can drink the best yeah yeah <laughs> shit oh man going punch for punch with bond in a drinking contest um you have to do the which, scorpion he doesn't thing. even have a liver yeah, i gotta do the scorpion thing you gotta do the did. scorpion yeah. thing Ooh. oh i'd do it though i would try <laughs> get your face all stung up oh shit fuck oh fuck <laughs> well i'm lucifer you're going to hell <laughs> Um, well, I would say, uh, so for my side of it, I think that Annabelle directed by James Wan is going to bring the demon of insidious directing J- by James Wan. Oh, um, and you know, starring Patrick, I bet you there are some Easter eggs in those movies with crossover props and shit without I a doubt. I mean, they're Easter both eggs. starring Patrick Wilson. I mean, yeah. Patrick Wilson plays Ed Lorraine. It's, it's I mean, all part of Ed the same uh, universe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I think those two demons are going to team up. And then the, the demon in Insidious uh-huh. brings the physical version of himself where he's like actually fucking showing up. Oh, oh yeah. And he's playing Tiny Tim and he's getting all into it and yeah. shit. Um, and I think that the Insidious demon is going to go up in there and he's going to verse Daniel Craig and Michael Myers as Austin Powers. They that would be so. The problem is Austin Powers already alumnus is going to win. Who's well into the tournament? I don't think he can reach him. I know they're both British spies and they both work for. <laughs> they have each other's number. <laughs> well, in, in this case, uh, Austin Powers does have access to time travel technology. Yeah, technology. he does have access. To he time would theoretically. He would theoretically be able to go back in time because when you yeah. when you time travel, you uh, also and, space and, travel. You also yeah, travel. Right. He's going to bring the swinging sixties back to Annabelle. The Austin Powers could come into any <laughs> but, story then. <laughs> but and at that point, he'd be able to literally uh, traverse back in time and prevent the doll from being possessed or tethered. In well, the so place. because we have a very godlike movement here. I would like to just present one argument to allow Austin Powers to do this. Just one argument. Give me this. And if you guys, if you guys agree. Okay. So we have, so when Daniel Craig was talking on how um, Casino Royale was going to be, Uh he credited almost the entire movie. And this is in interview to Austin Powers saying that because of Austin Powers, we couldn't have fun like Pierce Brosnan got to. Yeah. And from just that transitive sort of, you know, association between those two characters. Austin Powers. Austin Powers literally birth to, G- Craig, Daniel, to Craig. Daniel Craig's James Bond. And that is why I would like to argue to you two gentlemen that Daniel Craig gets to bring Austin Powers. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, it, 
I'm good with that. If I mean, well, then James Bond takes it again. Temporarily allowed me uh, John Constantine, so I'll allow it. Well, okay, all right. I mean, it doesn't matter. He wins. <laughs> if he brings John Constantine, if he brings fucking Austin Powers, James Bond is going to take it. So there we have if it. If he brings Q, he takes <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, if he brings Q, he takes it. Annabelle just doesn't just can't can't catch a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Wan and and Annabelle just can't seem to overcome the ability for James Bond to bring the the heat (laughs) (laughs) victory so victory is going to james bond here congratulations daniel craig this was more your win than anyone else's um so uh, garrett thank you so much for joining us um where can we find you well um there's a couple different ways uh my website is archives of the five kingdoms.com uh it's a complete companion site you can purchase my books there uh you can find them on amazon as well um Links to my podcast and my YouTube channel are there. But if you are using separate platforms, uh, my podcast, which is called Storytellers, just wrapped up its uh, fourth season nice, nice. a couple weeks ago. And uh, and it can be found on anchor.fm uh, slash GKJ Publishing, or you just search Storytellers or uh, Garrett K. Jones through your major uh, podcasting platforms, uh, Apple uh, podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, and then my YouTube channel, uh, you just do a search for GKJ publishing. Uh, I'm in the midst of season three. Now I'm actually coming up, uh, in, let's see. Uh, I just had a new episode launch. Well, this is, uh, as of yesterday, um, cause I think new episodes come out every Saturday. Um, and so I'll be wrapping up season three at the end of August with a marathon of author interviews called Author Awareness August. And then I take about a month off. And then October, I pick up with season four. That was awesome. awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. And um, High and Dry Podcast is definitely going to be up in your podcast. So again, thank you so much. And James, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at High and Dry Podcast. You can find us on twitter at high and dry pod you can find ryan at ryanbarrennorth.com you can find him on twitter at baron underscore north um where can you find me you can find me on twitter at the end twitch as the diabolical you work like every fucking day for your platform <laughs> damn it i'm so bad at this well so you can find us everywhere and again we are in round two of the current high and dry podcast oh, I meant to mention tournament that um go to the link in our instagram bio if you click on that you can vote in what characters from the first season of high and dry are moving on to the finals and we'll do a live stream for that and it's going to be a great yeah, yeah. um so please vote and there's a chance for you to win the coveted high and dry shot glass which you can also get a patreon um so again garrett thank you so much this has been high and dry podcast you guys take it easy bye bye, bye.